everyone. Welcome to the Empowering Her podcast. I'm your host, Melody Pormorati. And today I feel so honored and excited to have one of my dear friends, Heidi Krantz on the podcast. I'm going to take a minute to introduce her and then we're going to talk about our amazing topic for today. Um, Here we go. Heidi Krantz is a certified professional coach with specialties in dating, divorce, and relationships. She is the founder of Reinvention Life Coaching, a published author, and a well-known speaker. Heidi is the podcast host of Breakup to Breakthrough with Coach Heidi Kay, the co-host of a TV show, Have You Heard, powered by Rude Rangers Entertainment, and the creator of Real Connection Virtually, events for singles. She conducts private coaching sessions via video conference for clients in all locations. Heidi, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to be here, Melody. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to start chatting with you. I am so excited to chat about all things relationship and role modeling healthy relationships. As you know, our podcast is all about how we can empower ourselves and how we can also empower ourselves to empower our next generation. So I think that this topic is going to be really uh, very, very important for our listeners. Um, But before we start, I just want to share a little story about how you and I met. Uh, I was so blessed to meet Heidi. Was it 15 years ago, Heidi? I I think it was close to that. Now I'm thinking close to that. 13, 13, somewhere between 13 and 15. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was right after I had my girls. So maybe it was like 14 years ago, Heidi and I, um, both attended IPEC, Institute for Professional Empowerment Coaching. And we happened to sit next to each other at our very first day of class. And the rest is history. It was like, we hit it off immediately. We were partners for as many of the activities that we did in the class. And it was just, it's been such a beautiful friendship uh, ever since. And, and the way that you and I get to support each other in our goals and our lives, it's just meant the world to me. Yeah, that was really blessed is the right word. Yeah. And we've never stopped supporting each other since. And, and just, we, we, we do it in a real way. We, we tell it like it is with a lot of love on every topic imaginable. <laughs> yeah. And it's fun to like, have like fellow coaches as best friends, because like the way that we chat with each other, it's like, we get right to it, right? Like we, we go right to the heart of the matter and we support each other as best as we can in that way. So I I feel very grateful. Yeah, me too. Me too. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks love. So today we're going to be talking all about relationships. And I guess the first question I have for you is what brought you to this topic of role modeling relationships? Yeah, so so great question. I mean, you know, when we grow up, we have role models of relationships. And some of us have wonderful, um, you know, relationship role models that we look to emulate. And some of us look to emulate parts of the relationships that we grew up watching. And many of us have absorbed relationship patterns that are not serving us well. And so we, we kind of follow those consciously or unconsciously, 
Sometimes we make a conscious decision to do things differently. We want to do things totally differently than what we observed. But here's the thing. We don't know how because we were never shown. We grew up watching a certain way. And that's the way we learned about relationships. And that's how so many clients land in my coaching practice. They're at a crossroads in their relationship. Should I stay or should I go? Because so many of those um, unhealthy patterns have been absorbed in. So they're at that crossroads. Should I go? How do I improve things so that I can stay? Or they're in some stage of divorce or breakup or they're um, post-divorce and they're looking to somehow uh, successfully re-navigate the world of day. And so if they would have, or if we all would have had um, successful relationship role models, then we ourselves would have been set up for success. So, hey, let's set up our daughters for success with a lot of um, clarity on this topic of what it is exactly that we do want a role model for them, even if we haven't done it before, even if we've role modeled relationships that were not successful before, we could start doing it right today. I love that you, I love that you say that, like in this moment, there is a choice to start doing it today. Even if you feel like you haven't been role modeling a positive relationship up until now. And, you know, before we talk a little bit about all the ways that we can actually tactically do that for ourselves and for our girls, um, what about when, you know, I was talking recently to a friend about this and a lot of couples stay in a relationship or a marriage for the sake of the children. And I feel like that kind of gives a certain message to those kids as well. And, and there are people who are of that school of thought who say, no, you absolutely, you got to do it for your kids. You got to stay in this marriage, even if you're unhappy. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. So there are definitely various schools of thought and it's so individual um, you know to the situation so there's no kind of recipe to it and you know I think what I would say mostly is if you're making the decision to stay in it for the sake of of the kids which is you know certainly has tremendous merit to it Mm -hmm. I'm really encouraging you to work on the relationship you know, so don't stay in the relationship status quo the way it is for the sake of the kids. Mm-hmm. Make changes to make it better. You know, so as of this moment, make a decision to make improvements. Get professional help to get to make improvements. Mm-hmm. Get support on your own to generate improvements. Um, so, so that's that. That's one thing that comes to mind, Melody. I think that that's, you know, that's a great response because I think a lot of people feel like it's really hard to know, but from the way that, from what I'm hearing you say is when there's a potential for, for evolution in that relationship, when there's the potential to heal the relationship, then it's okay to stay. But, you know, when, you know, when the warning signs are there, when you're terribly unhappy, when things, you know cannot move in that direction. You've already gotten the help. You've already hired a professional. You've already done all the things 
that is a different story. But when there is that potential um, to really start that role modeling, because ultimately, like as we talk about all the time in our community and how we, you know, we say empowered women empower girls, right? So it's like doing that and claiming that healthy relationship for ourselves is the gift we give ourselves. But then the, the ripple effect of it is that it's the gift that we give to, to generations to come, right? Yes, yes. I appreciate that. So, so well said. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Heidi. So, you know, let's get into to this idea. So we want our daughters to ultimately enjoy those happy, healthy relationships. So where do we start? Like, how do we start empowering them towards that? Yeah. So, you know, I, I always talk with clients about how nothing gets built without a dream and a vision. So you really want to develop a clear dream and vision for what a happy, healthy relationship looks like and what it is that you're hoping for for your daughter around having happy, healthy relationships at all phases of her life. That doesn't mean choosing her partner or choosing when she should, uh, you know, engage with a partner. It's about the basic um, underlying themes of what makes a healthy relationship. So for example, things like honesty, mutual respect, effective communication, mutual support, fun, laughter, and, and what else is it for you that's in your dream for your relationship and for your daughter's relationship? So the first thing to do is get clarity on that and then you know what you're working towards. Um, so, so it's not some kind of, you know, nebulous, um, you know, hazy vision. It's a crystal clear one that you can lead towards. Mm, I love that so much. That clarity is everything, right? Like you put that so, so beautifully. It's not hazy, right? It's, it's crystal mm -hmm. clear. And when you're in a relationship and you're not getting the things that you want, you, you notice it because you, you're holding that vision and you're holding that space for it. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, Heidi, I know you, that you do amazing events and I mean, I, I have had the great honor of being at, at a couple of your events and they're always so fun and interactive and informative. Um, I was excited to hear that you do have an upcoming event. Can you share a little bit more about what that is for our listeners? Yeah, thanks so much, Melody. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to be doing an event on February 10th, 2022. It's called Finding Love Through a Mask. And it's an interactive workshop and discussion that's going to be held on Zoom. And you can find it on Eventbrite if you want to sign up. Just search Finding Love Through a Mask and you'll find it right there. So, um, so that's happening on February 10th. Um, I also do a month in-person breakup to breakthrough group at the law firm of Whistleman and Heronian Family Law in Car Place, New York, if you're in that area. So, um, you know, that's another option for an event that's coming up. Our next one is on February 28th, 2022. Amazing. If you guys are listening and you have the opportunity to attend, I promise you will not be sorry. Um, and the, and the name of the first event that you said, can you say that again? 
finding love through a mask. Ooh, okay. We need to dive into that right now. <laughs> what does that tell, tell us what that means? I mean, obviously I know that like, we're talking about love in a, in the midst of a pandemic, cause we're still in the midst of it. Tell us more. Yes. Yes. So, you know, dating has been so challenging during this pandemic. You know, if it's, if it wasn't challenging enough now, um, singles are, are looking to do this through a mask with all of these, you know, COVID-related restrictions. And it's been very isolating. Um, it's, it's really, um, you need to make difficult decisions about where to get together, who to get together with, how close to get together with them. And all of this, and really being able to see the person's entire face initially. So much happens through our smile and through our facial expressions. So we're going to really run through strategies and tactics to work through this and find love even through a mask. So even through this physical mask that people are um, you know, wearing these days, and also through the figurative masks that we all put on, especially in our initial dates with, with new potential partners. Wow. That is such a brilliant topic. And it's so important on so many levels, like whether we're talking about dating and relationships, whether we're talking about, like, I know for my children right now, one of my daughters was sharing with me. She's like, I'm so done. I mean, how many times have we all heard? I'm so done with these masks, but she's like, I'm so done with this mask because I have a really hard time showing up socially as myself. Like mm. all people see is my eyes and we like forget how important it is. The facial expressions, the gestures, like it, it you know, it's, it's such a valuable resource that you are providing for people right now to find a way to cut through all of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really challenging, you know, especially when you're, you're feeling uncomfortable, you know, you're meeting people who are new to you and you want to bring yourself across in, in, in the brightest light. And, and then you, you've got this barrier and so have they got this barrier. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And like in terms of dating and relationships, have you like I, I've definitely observed my own trends, but have you in your field of work noticed certain trends in relationships and dating? Certain trends for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Huh, where to start with that so much and so much of that is is really rich in what we want to uh, role model um, for for our daughters for our daughters of, of all ages so let me just get clear melody do you mean trends during the pandemic or trends in general I mean yeah like during the pandemic and if it's okay I'll share a trend that I've noticed just like in our own immediate circle just to give an yes. example yes um, we've seen people like whereas I I found before and what I heard from like the 20 and 30 somethings in in my circle uh, there was a lot of like dating a lot of people at once going on many first dates hanging out with many different people and throughout the last two years, I've noticed a trend to, again, and this is just in my own immediate circle, a trend towards more like solid long-term relationships. I've actually seen a lot of marriages come out of this pandemic. 
Um, and so that's, I guess that's what I mean. And in the dating and relationship world, if you've also noticed that or noticed something different. Yeah. Yeah. So some people have been really fortunate and I think some people have really kind of re-examined their values and what's important to them. You know, when we see when, you know, we're on various degrees of lockdown, it just matters most who we're with. And, um, and so people have really kind of seen the light for themselves around wanting a real meaningful relationship. So for some people, it's been, um, you know, a real success story. What I'm really seeing a lot of is I'm seeing a lot of challenge for people in the dating world um, where they're really, they're craving to have something like that, but it's so hard to find, especially with all the, of the restrictions. And and what's happened is that, you know, singles have, have really only had online or app dating as an option when so many other ways of meeting people have been cut off for them. So, you know, while you could previously perhaps meet people doing your daily life, you know, in an office building, um, in, the, in the gym, um, do, you know, doing volunteer work in person somewhere, taking classes in person somewhere, all of that has been so limited that the only way has been the internet or app dating, which, um, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm coaching people all day long on success strategies around that. But when all your eggs are only in that basket, it has, it, it has limitations. And again, it's, it's led to a lot of isolation and, and, and loneliness, unfortunately. That's, you know, absolutely. I, I'm sure, I'm sure that you've seen a lot. I believe that like that makes total sense. And, you know, we have listeners of all ages listening to the empowering her podcast. And I'm curious, like any tips, like for, for someone who is looking for love, someone who is looking to manifest a relationship. And like you said, those typical ways that we meet people, they're not the same as they used to be right. Any tips on how to put themselves out there yeah. So, so when you're putting yourself out there on internet or app dating, it's really, you know, the person who's looking for you has very little to go on. It's all about that little profile that you put out there. And so what I see over and over again, when people, um, you know, come to work with me in, in coaching is that they've got a profile out there, but it's kind of mediocre. Mm -hmm. They're not really putting themselves out there in the best possible light in terms of the way they're expressing who they are, in terms of the photos that they're putting out. And I see this across the board, all ages, um, you know, and, and, you know, just really widely across the board, it tends to be that people are putting out a mediocre profile and the biggest bump in your success. And it, it sounds simple to say, but so many people aren't doing it. You've really got to bump up that profile so that you are uh, presenting yourself in the most maximal positive light. And therefore you're going to increase the pool. You're going to cast a wider net of those that are going to engage with you and then you're going to be able to have statistically more possibilities to sift through. 
Ooh, that's brilliant. I love that so much. And is that something that you help your clients with? Um, that is something that I, you know, work very closely with clients on to, to build that profile that really expresses um, their own brand of fabulous. Everybody's got their own brand of fabulous. So we work in coaching to cultivate it, celebrate it. And, and finally, to communicate it, mm-hmm. got to get in touch with it first. So good. Your own brand of fabulous. Are you hearing that? I love that so, <laughs> so much. And like, you know, what a gift it is to have someone hold your hand and partner with you to help you manifest that relationship and, and not to be doing it alone. So the work that you do is, is so much. Um, okay. So I want to take this back to, to our daughters and role modeling. Like I'm thinking about myself here and my husband, and of course we do our best to role model, but like, what are some specific relationship strategies that we can lean into role modeling for our girls? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's a really rich topic to talk about. Um, you know, this is, this is something that I find all the way through from beginning stages of dating and all the way through, even when you're in a long-term relationship or marriage that's so effective. I want you to be authentically hard to get. What do I mean by authentically hard to get? I'm not a game player, okay? I'm not talking about fabricating games to keep someone's attention. I'm talking about being authentically hard to get so that your whole focus is not your partner, whether you're at the beginning phase of dating or you're, you know, in a 30 and 40 and 50 year marriage. Yes, your partner is super important and we can talk all about that and how to communicate that. But you want to have your own interests that you're passionate about, that you're engaged with. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's stamp collecting or running marathons or anything in between, but it's your stuff that you are authentically interested in and engaged in. And therefore, you're not available 100% of the time for whenever your partner is looking for availability. Of course, you're prioritizing your relationship and you're creating time when you're available and you're giving the message that it's that it's important to you to spend time together but then there are other times when oh sorry can't make it on Tuesday that's my dance class can't make it on Thursday that's uh you know that's my girls night out or something like that but oh yeah Wednesday would be great I'd love to get together on Wednesday so all the way through you want to have that authentically hard to get vibe How's that landing with you, Melody? I'm loving it so much. First of all, I love the terminology, authentically hard to get. I remember you and I discussing this once and I was like, damn, that's good. Um, (laughs) But like, really what I'm hearing you say is that you're you're encouraging people to like be an active participant in their own life, to chase their own dreams, to have their own goals and, and to not get lost in a relationship, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so that's, I mean, I, I, I think that that's very important and pertinent and, um, what happens, like what happens when you are witnessing that happen with someone very close to you? 
no matter how much you role model something different, the child is, is, you know, they, they are losing themselves in the relationship. Like any, any thoughts on how to be a support system for those of us who may have daughters or clients or, you know, a, a young woman in our lives that we work with, who is really like you're witnessing all the signs of her losing herself in a relationship. And you just kind of want to be like, wait, but wait, how about you? Any thoughts on how we can communicate that message to them? Yeah. Yeah. What a great question. So, um, you know, when you're role modeling it, they're watching, they're watching. So even if they, they don't get it right now, sometimes we have to, you know, go through, iterations of ourselves, uh, for lack of a better word. And, and they have to kind of learn it from their own experience. But, but there's, a, there's a lighthouse there when they've got the role model that they're watching. So that's one thing. The other thing is, you know, it, it, if it's, a, you know, if it's a client, I'm, I'm likely going to be more direct about it than let's say if it's a family member. But um, in either case, you want to bring curious questions, bring questions coming from curiosity, um, which can lead to kind of questions like, you know, how do you think that comes across to your partner? You know, just simple kind of questions like that. If you're talking with them about that, they have tremendous focus on that relationship and that part and that partner. How do you think that comes across? Um, maybe asking questions about how their partner spends time and oh and how that's different from the way they spend time so it's not about saying hey your partner is out there doing this and that and you're not or hey when you're when you're not focusing on anything but your partner that's uh you know that may make them feel trapped you know yeah. Yeah. I, I do love how you said, bring in the curiosity, right? Because when you ask something in a curious way, you're, you're not going to ask from curiosity that are going to get them to grapple. Hmm? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, sorry. I think we had some tech difficulties there. I, I, I lost what you said, like maybe for the last 20 seconds. <laughs> um, can, okay. can you backtrack for us? Yeah. It might be our internet connection. Yeah, of course, of course. So I was saying it's about asking questions from curiosity that get that person, that woman to grapple with the answers. It's not about saying, hey, if you keep on focusing only on the relationship, that person is going to feel trapped. Or, hey, your partner is out there going and doing this, that, and the other thing. You need to go out there and, and do your thing, too. That's, that's you giving it over to them. Mm. Rather, you want to elicit it from questions coming from curiosity. Brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And I love the way that that feels. And, and we're not coming at them in a directive way, like you should do this, yes. you know, yes. um, instead we're, we're seeking the answers within them. We're getting curious and there's no judgment in that. And, and to me, that just feels so good. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. And then, you know, and then the other thing is, is, um, you know, really just not even directly talking about it in relation to the partner, but more um, eliciting 
what is interesting to that person and kind of encouraging and supporting those activities that are outside of the relationship. I love that so much. Sometimes yeah. it's so easy for us to just go into the mode where we're like, well, you should do this and you, you need to do that. But these tips that you're offering us are such beautiful ways of getting around this topic without actually directly saying to the person, well, this is what I'm noticing. This is what needs to change. Right. So, yeah. So thank you for that, Heidi. I mean, hanging out with you is always amazing. I think you've brought so much wisdom and insight and generosity to our listeners today. Uh, before we, before we say goodbye for today, I'm wondering, is there anything else that you'd like to leave our audience with? Hmm. What do I want to leave you with? I want to leave you with, I guess, kind of the following thought, all of what you're role modeling for your daughters. And by the way, they're watching us at every age. From, from early childhood on into adulthood where they're navigating their own relationships and maybe role modeling for their own uh, daughters. So in all of that, what we wanna keep in mind is balance when we're role modeling, okay? So we wanna balance holding our boundaries and being, being strong, powerful women with making our partner feel valued and appreciated and prioritized. So it's, it's that dance and that balance. And we don't want to go really too much overboard in either direction. We want to be always coming back to center and kind of uh, fusing and merging all of that together into a really loving space. Mm. Beautiful. Amen to that. A beautiful <laughs> note to, to end our talk on and just let people know in the, the cyber world, where can they find you if they want to learn more about your programs, your events, or working with you one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, for sure. So Reinvention Life Coaching is my website and you can always go to my events calendar there. Come on over and join our Facebook breakup uh, our Facebook group, Break Up to Breakthrough with Coach Heidi Kay. And on, on our podcast, again, Break Up to Breakthrough with Coach Heidi Kay. We're always talking about future events and um, lots of discussion regarding all things related to relationships. So um, those are some great places to reach me. Beautiful. I am always learning from you. And I am so, so appreciative that you took the time to hang out with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks so much for having me. This was so much fun and so great talking with you as always. Thank you, Heidi. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. If you love what you're hearing, please go ahead and leave us a review so that we can keep the empowerment flowing. Also, be sure to follow along on Instagram at Girl Life Empowerment, and I would love for you to check out my newly released book, Empowered Women, Empower Girls, across all Amazon platforms. I'm so grateful for you, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week.